We're live. Okay. All right. Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the MSG Podcast. As always, we're your hosts. I'm David. Yeah. That's also David. And we have a special <laughs> guest with yeah, us here today. today. We're very excited to bring to you Luke Fornia. That's me. That's not that how, how my last say? name's pronounced. How do you, how do you say your last name? Oh, now it's, it's Fornia. It's <laughs> there just, we go. <laughs> is it like Forne? Yeah, it's two Forne. Okay. Yeah. Forne. Well, like the number four and then the sound a horse makes, which is Nay. historically how I have <laughs> described my last name. Is that your people. spirit animal, a horse? Oh, no. Four, four <laughs> No, <horse>? no, no. <laughs> four horses? Yeah. Hey. The ho- yeah, the four horsemen. I was, just reading, <laughs> I was just reading about them earlier today. Oh, there you go. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm learning something. So, Luke Fournay. Yes. It's good to have you on. Name. Michael. Huh? Yeah. Michael, who is like God in Hebrew. Interesting. Yeah. What's, what, do you all have middle names? <laughs> no. What? No. It's new to me. <laughs> I just have one name as my whole name. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like it's like Cher. It's just Trey. That's it. Cher and Madonna. It's just Trey. I know David's. Does yeah. he know mine? Hold on. Hold on. It's a very common name. I know yours. Your middle name? Yeah. Nobody <laughs> else does. <laughs> His middle name is Strickland. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good yeah, it's a, it's a Actually, name. Yeah, it's a name. Is that a family name? It, yeah, from my grandmother's side. Okay. So I'm the last Strickland of our particular line, oh. but there's a bunch of them elsewhere. Last in the line of Shim. That's yeah. We're gonna die off. Today. You're I'm, gonna finish open the family <laughs> line. <laughs> my, my blood gets passed on. <laughs> Not remember my last name. <sighs> Starts with a J. Well, I remember your last name, but your middle name. Is- <laughs> <laughs> Starts with a J. You, it's such a common name. Well, I can just I get, go down the like list. A common middle names. name or a common a common name, like even a first name. I don't know anybody at the church who has a name, but like I have a friend with the name and Jeremy. I don't know anybody named Jeremy. James Joshua. No, that's my brother. No, Jacob. Jake, oh, oh, that's right, <laughs> dude. What messed me up is that I've got another friend that his middle name is Jet, and I like that Jet? was all that was. Yeah, so when you said Jay, I was like, uh oh, that's all you thought about Jet. Jet. It's, so, it's the just, radio in your head just kept replaying Jet, 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 the Jet feedback Jet. loop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Interesting. Well, that's all we have for you today, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> right, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> uh, side note, really, uh, when we were in the middle of Journey Group this morning. Or actually, it was like before I walked in, but I walked in a little late anyways. My brother just had his baby. Or him oh, and my nice. Sister-in-law, so. Fantastic. Congratulations to him. I'm sure yeah. he's listening right now. So At some point, yeah. <laughs> no, in, in the as future. We're recording, as we're recording this. <laughs> he's tuning his ear in. He, ta- he called the FBI. As they're, li- they're listening to us, and he's listening with them. Like, oh. good, good. They're talking about me. <laughs> he brought me up. Uh, well. How you awesome. been, Luke? I've been pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Um, doing anything special? No, never. That's never sad. once. <laughs> have I ever done anything special? What is the special, special you talk about? <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any idea what you're talking about. Um, oh no, I need to stop playing with that. If I, if I, it's tempting. Isn't yeah, it? it's I know. Like, it's fun to fidget with. It is. It's a fidget spinner. Uh, a fidget. I don't no, think so. It's not. I, don't, I mean, I guess it's not not very good at spinning. I guess we've never this, actually talked about that on the podcast no it's not we? the tokens we've yeah. talked about it we, we mentioned it a little green cube mm-hmm. is that revealing too much no okay it's a green it's a green die without yeah. without anything, anything on it it kind of 
It kind of makes me think about Inception, like the little things yeah. that they would hold in their pockets, just like little random knickknacks. Yeah, that's what it is. The little with, random knickknack yeah. with much significance. <laughs> with much significance, <laughs> so much. It changes colors. You're in the. Uh, you're I'm in, in somebody mind. else's you're dream. In yeah. Inception. If yeah. it's not I the right. About to say the <laughs> I'm in Inception. Like, you're also <laughs> in the Matrix. <laughs> the <movie>. <laughs> You're in the Matrix in Inception. Oh, what a plot twist. <laughs> oh. Inception 2 should have, like, oh, now we're in the Matrix. Or maybe, I mean, I guess we're getting a new Matrix movie, so maybe yeah. they should do Inception. That's really that the sequel to Inception, and they're just not telling people. Yeah, basically. <laughs> have you all seen the trailer for the new mm-hmm. Matrix movie? Yeah, it looks really good. good. It also looks like they're probably not going to actually do, like, all the action stuff until, like, later in the movie. That stinks. It might be a trilogy again, though. Oh, yeah, probably. So, I don't know. Of course, that's kind of what happened with the first movie. Like, it yeah. was kind of drawn out, but it, the payoff was really good. Yeah. So, maybe they're going for that again. Maybe, maybe. Maybe, hmm. maybe not. Yeah, we don't know. Maybe they'll kill Keanu Reeves off the first film this <sighs> that time. That would make me sad. Make me sad, too. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be up there clapping my hands. What? Why do you hate Keanu Reeves? I know it just—it's a mix-up. It's—it's a, it's a changing of ways. He just likes subverting expectations. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody's in there crying. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> this is exactly Woo! what I want. <laughs> I like your suffering. <laughs> I feed on it. A little, like, a little tape recorder <laughs> recording the audio of people crying in the movie. Kill him again. This is good. Rewind. Rewind. Let's do it again. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to this while I sleep. It's gonna give me good dreams. Oh, I can only imagine. You listen to waves. I listen to people's waves. <laughs> oh, tears! The waves of tears. Oh man, that's that's dark. That's well, life. Another half of it. <laughs> oh man. Well, we all went and saw Dune. Yes, we did. Yeah, that dunk. Was pretty fun. Dunk. I didn't understand a single thing going on in that movie. Really? I mean, now I kind of do, but. Yeah. There was a lot very going complex. on. It was very... I don't know. I don't think I was expecting it to be, like, silly or anything. But even so, it was, like, a very serious movie, you know? Yeah. But I, I had fun with it. It was good. Yeah. Well, had you read the books? I had not. Okay. No. Okay. Um, I guess I'm probably going to now, um, just because I've heard that they're, one, a good read, and that the movie is pretty faithful to it. Mm-hmm. So, um Seems like it would be worth spending a little bit more time in it. But also, there's like a million books that I need to read. So, I we'll agree. Yeah. Just put it on the list and you might get to it. <laughs> Maybe. You should do audiobooks. Whenever I'm 60. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> That's the best time to do it. When you have nothing left to do, you can't even move. Just sit there and read. Oh, Someone just props the book up in front of you. <laughs> I don't even turn the pages. You're just reading the same thing over and over. You're not paralyzed, but you act like you are, so you don't move anything. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not planning on being that unresponsive whenever I'm 60. He's just super lazy. You know? He's just super that's not, lazy. That's not a requirement. <laughs> it is now. That's right. We don't know what the future will hold. That's Well, I, I imagine that it will hold something like Dune. It might. Dune, I mean, that's probably takes place in the real world. Probably does. <laughs> I think it's like, what, isn't it like tens of thousands of years like later on? Yeah, in the future. It said... Yeah, 10,200. It was 101.79 or something. You'd probably so yeah, it was better. quite a long time after yeah. what would the present day be. But 
No, that's not bad. Can, not... can any of you, uh, I guess either of you, command somebody by speaking really low? <laughs> like David can. David's, really David's closer to it than I ever oh, no. will be. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I would just embrace the Skyrim version, the thum. <laughs> shout him off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> but you accidentally do whirlwind sprint instead mm. of unrelenting force, and you go off the cliff. <laughs> I meant to do that. <laughs> one day, one day, I wait, I'm just waiting to see David go up to somebody. I'll be like, a distance away, I'll just see David come up behind somebody, whisper in their ear, and they just go running away. <laughs> I know he'll done something. I don't know what. I'll be like, I'll be like what is that's this? my guy. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> Respect. He just, he just used the voice. <laughs> and now the Gennesaret are going to come and get you. That's right. That, movie. <laughs> that was really good, though. I, I enjoyed the audio side of it. Yeah. Like what I, Pastor Bill was talking about. It, it really did a good job. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm glad that I did watch that in IMAX. Beforehand, I was kind of like, meh. Like, why am I spending this much money on a <laughs> ticket? Yeah. No. But, uh, no, it was good. And I think it was a lot more gripping because we were watching it in IMAX. Yeah. Because there's other movies out there that probably wouldn't be affected like that. And, like, I don't think watching Captain Underpants in IMAX would really... I don't think that would change the experience. experience. (laughs) Maybe not. But take the audio from Dune and put it over Captain (laughs) Underpants, and man, that's that's the way that the (laughs) the writers would have intended it. So that way, whenever like after eighty minutes, whenever the movie's actually done, you still have the uh, Dune audio going on (laughs) for. Oh, this is like the after credit scene for another hundred minutes. (laughs) Oh man, I I my favorite part probably was the was it like this i can't even pronounce it the sarconing and throat chanting oh like, yeah with all the soldiers that guy was like doing the weird stuff with his oh, yeah, hands yeah. it was it was very like electronic you could it had the components of voice and components of like choppy audio yes that's cool <laughs> i want to do that. that it's like those guys off of if you ever played like the original spyro there were guys who could sing like that really yeah. really i forgot Dang. about that or these weird... They probably got them. Yeah, yeah they, they might have just copied... the they, same people. They probably copied and pasted the audio and <laughs> screwed over. <laughs> that really, like, terrible quality audio from the 90s. And then you hear something was was breathing fire and ramming into little <laughs> crystals. It's like, what is this noise? <laughs> Spyro, man. That was a game. Dude, I remember playing Spyro back when they used to have... Game cubes set up in the, the McDonald place. Yeah, like that's the game. Why don't they do that anymore? Like Game Cubes and uh, Nintendo sixty four. Yeah. Like uh, Kroger also used to have that. Like they had like a kids like play place thing where you could play like Super Mario sixty four, and I I just love that. <laughs> I mean, I, probably what happened was what you always ran into is like you'd go up to play the thing, and the joystick would just be hanging loose because mm-hmm. like somebody hit it so many times, yeah. the buttons would be sticky, yeah. but. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. That's that's what I look for. Because <laughs> you were the one that was breaking it. Like, oh, this is great. <laughs> Rub my chocolate covered hands all over the controller. You couldn't beat Rainbow Road. <laughs> you just got pissed off and broke it. Yeah, you always knew you went to the good McDonald's when you saw the character just continually running in circles on the screen. Like, oh, great. <laughs> that's that's the ideal situation. I think I believe ambience gosh it's so funny that that's not like a thing anymore right. especially because i think kids are only getting more into video games so you'd think that like play places and stuff would still have yeah like that games. sort of thing yeah 
people have like their DSs or their Switches or just their phone. Yeah. So it's yeah. like you don't really need the game systems anymore. The rise of mobile gaming. What a <laughs> scourge on the world. <laughs> it's very true. Is it bad that I, I really want to play those like the ads for the mobile games where they're always doing it so terrible, you know? And it's yeah, no, I mean that's 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 the psychology behind those ads. But then, like, you download the the app that it's advertising for, and it's, like and it's just like that's the thing that's being advertised is like a thing that you have to unlock by like doing all these other terrible games first, right? And then, yeah, well, not about it. They got angry at, at a bunch of apps that were just doing those style of commercials mm -hmm. just to get people to buy the apps, and then the gameplay was completely different. Because I remember I used to play Gardenscapes, where it's like a, a match three game. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. You get points to upgrade your garden or whatever. Like, that's how I got it. I understood that's what it was. But they started doing ads that were the traditional, like, oh, pick the right path. And yeah. I'm like, what the heck are they doing? <laughs> and so there was a ruling that was set out where games couldn't advertise like that unless that was a crucial gameplay component. Wow. So they had to cobble that mini game into <laughs> yeah, the existing. Into... And it was so bizarre. Yeah, no. That's interesting. Yeah. So false advertising, I guess, still does come up from yeah. time to time. But also, it's like, are there any new game ideas coming out that are better than what we had like in the first like five or ten years? Like, does anything beat Cut the Rope, I guess, is what I'm asking. <laughs> no, that was peak. Like, <laughs> that was. Or Jetpack Joyride. Yeah, Jetpack yeah. Joyride. I love that game. There was so much... Both potential and creativity at the beginning. Yeah. Like, the, both of those were mixing together, and they were turning out a whole bunch of good or games. Or like Infinity Blade. Yeah. Yeah. You can't even play that anymore. Probably not. It's not on there. What are they uh, doing? They're... I don't know. But... Again, loss of potential. Yeah. You used to play that, uh... shoot, what was that game? Uh, Retro City Rampage? Yeah, oh, yeah. I played that for a while. Yeah. That was that was among the time where it was dropping off because mm -hmm. people were doing a lot of copying after that point. Yeah. So you had all the creativity and then the copycats, and now you've got the copiers of the copycats. Wow, mm. depressing. <laughs> bronze Age of and everything went out the window with gaming now. So that's well, why I'm waiting for the new Elder Scrolls. Yeah, that's right. That, yeah. That'll be the savior. <laughs> we'll be the, savior. <laughs> the chosen game that'll make everything right. If it ever comes out, it so, just turns out to be another Skyrim. Yeah, really <laughs> just put some spit polish on it. Did you see that they're re or they're remastering it, like mm -hmm. Again. a remaster, remaster. Yep. And there's, I think they're supposed to be adding more quests or something into it. Yeah, they're taking all of the uh, what do you call it DLCs. Well, they're, they're giving you all the DLCs, yeah. and then they've got the Creation Club content. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're going to give you all of that. Okay. At least everything that's been made so far. So yeah. it's like you get all of that, you get an upgrade to the graphics. Might be good. I'm okay. gonna buy it anyway, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of the few games left I can play and enjoy. Yeah. So. Well, I I really would like it if they went back and uh, cleaned up Morrowind. Yeah. Because I've be nice. heard that that one's like super good, but like every time I approach it, it's just like so old and such like a different format that it's just like they it's, should it's remaster both Morrowind and Oblivion. Oh yeah, they should I love like I would get those and. I would be a lot easier to play oh, yes. than it is now. I would buy a remastered Oblivion in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I grew up with. Yeah, I, I always had friends that were talking about Marwind mm -hmm. all my growing up, and I was like, I've got to get this, and I had the same thing. You yeah. Get into it, and it's like this is so. Yeah, you got to swing your sword at an enemy, and it just goes right through. <laughs> yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't cut. 
but I will say I, I powered through it one summer. I didn't beat it, but I, like I, I tried my best to get into it. Yeah. Actually, like appreciate it for what it was, and there's nothing like it. Really, like it is such a unique experience. The story hmm. is head and shoulders above anything Bethesda's ever done since. Okay, and that's really why you stick with right. it. Right? Yeah. So it, it actually it's kind of a lot like the storyline of Dune in a sense. Hmm. So it's it's one of those like the prophesied figure coming and then like trying to be molded by prophecy and yet the fulfillment of it is not exactly how it's it's bizarre okay but good oh I'll have to check that out yeah that's what we need to do man mm-hmm. we need to get that like gaming night going yeah Ooh. yeah that'd be fun honestly uh i'm i'm very on board for um this isn't something that i've had to do in a long time because this was like something that you did as a kid whenever you got a new game or your friend got a new game. But, like, playing a single-player game, but then just, like, passing off, like, after mm. every little bit. Yeah. I think that would be fun to do that again. That would be awesome. We, so, we had, for a very short period of time, a gaming channel on YouTube. Oh, yeah? We I, still have it. We, <laughs> we own it's it, gone. yes. But, we can always go back to it anyways. That was kind of the premise of it. Mm-hmm. Like, we were playing Skyrim, and every time you died, or after, I, I don't know, yeah, like, we, like we, 30 minutes, We would take turns on. playing Skyrim through a single character we designed right. uh, with each other. Nice. Yeah. So. Because I had a, a group of friends when I was in Boy Scouts that we would do that. Mm-hmm. So it's like we'd get together and play Fallout New Vegas. Oh, yeah. We would make the ugliest <laughs> character possible. And then depending on how many people we had playing, you'd each get to pick a name. And so, like, you'd have three or four names all run together. And it was like, you'd have the ugly character, stupid name. Like, you'd mess with the stats. and so. But then it was fun. But Everybody... they're also still, like, the chosen one. That <laughs> yeah, is yeah. Like... I've seen you in my dreams. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> that were your nightmare. nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> You're, you, I know you. <laughs> we need to go back to that. Actually, Man. we had some good times doing that because we would record things that weren't shouldn't have been in there. Uh-huh. Like there were moments where I what what you do you oh that's right you yeah. clicked, you you clicked like caps lock without noticing <laughs> so it made you walk incredibly slow. Oh, no. <laughs> what you did and we couldn't figure out. We spent like, ten what? minutes and I put it in part of the video and I, we were like what the heck happened? I like is caps on? <laughs> I was like what the heck? Okay. <laughs> Because it would have taken us so long to play that game if you walk it snail-paced oh, yeah. on that. Yeah, I was, was like, miserable. you can't run. But yeah, it was fun whenever you'd like run across a glitch or something. And it was like, oh, now we got it on camera. We <laughs> yeah, exactly. We did, because you died once, and you literally and came just, back to life. It was resurrected. <laughs> it was like, oh. He fell off of something, died, and his body just reappeared. I was like, what is this? <laughs> I don't have to hand off. I didn't actually die. <laughs> it was good. Oh. Yeah, yeah, hey, you know, we could get you in on this. It's true. It, it's difficult. With the setup we had, we were having some difficulty recording both the game audio and the, the voice audio mm-hmm. through one system. Yeah. And then jockeying between people. Oh, yeah. In, in Trey's bedroom. It was like we need, stepping around. It's, like, it's like the podcast. We need, like, a, a better location, yeah. generally. My room's smaller than this, mm-hmm. so we need a better location for any type of recording, but That'd, I'm not rich. It'd be really cool if you had, like... A whole computer setup, or at least a monitor and keyboard and, and mouse for everybody that was participating, and you could mirror the other person's screen yeah. from the computer, and you could just pick up wherever yeah. they left off, so you wouldn't have to get. There's up. a mode for like people dope. who like stream like on Twitch and stuff. There's like a mode you could do where you're playing a game. You can allow viewers to like pick up 
what you're right, playing right, and like right. play for the character and you can watch and all that really yeah so if you could figure out how to do that yeah, yeah you could just do it with implement your, it with your idea then you could just switch it to somebody without having to switch shares or anything but it's all coming together <laughs> <laughs> i love it when a plan comes together <laughs> i think the the cool thing about that would be if we just did really dumb games like, oh yeah i mean i would want to do really good games yeah. but at the same time you've got to do both right nearly as entertaining. I, would, yeah. I would love to do something like what we did but like with dark souls or like an oh, incredibly difficult game yeah just because <laughs> yeah. i played dark souls and i have hours into it but i never got past the first mission <laughs> yeah and it pissed me off i deleted, <laughs> I deleted the game all the time. i'm never touching this game again oh <laughs> There's some like ghoul at the top of the stairs. I could never kill it. I was like, he's God. I can't kill this thing. So that's yeah, one of those games weird. where I just kind of brute forced it a lot of times. I, I never got good at it, but I I was able to get like at least halfway through the campaign, maybe. Yeah, you find the loophole and you just use that. Basically, yeah. Just, just smash, just smash him with a hammer. I have this game that I love to death, but. When they were describing it, they were saying it, it definitely has more difficulty than Dark Souls. I'm like, uh-huh. wow, I, I like Dark Souls. It's terrible <laughs> in terms of difficulty, so this must be great. And man alive, it's, uh, what is it called? Is it Bloodborne? No, it's not Bloodborne. That was um, like a Dark Souls remake. I think it's the same. It's the same creators, yeah. I think. But yeah. It's the out something. What is it? The Outsiders? I'm, no, no. I, now I can't remember it. Great it's, movie. it's in my head. But. Now the name, the name is essential here. Do you remember what kind of genre it was? Was it like fantasy or? Yeah, it was fantasy, and it was RPG, but but not like a JRPG. So right. it was like open world kind yeah, yeah. of thing. Huh. Not Outlander. Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be looking for it, but the game is unreal because it's like an indie game. Yeah. But it's really big scale, and. They they tried to make it as punishing as possible. Oh no! So mm. you got like real weight system. So like all of your equipment has realistic weight. Okay. And like if you want to carry more, you've got to get a backpack. And if you get a backpack and carry a lot of weight, it slows you down. Yeah. So like sense. now you got to jog this thing around forever. Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but. Oh gosh, it was right there on the tip of my tongue. Where it, it left Something me. Something raid? No. Uh, anyway, it's. But it was cool because of the backpack mechanic. Yeah. Like, you got to have like a, a thing attached to your backpack for a torch because you can't carry your torch and a sword. Uh, I think that's fake news. I think like, you, you've got to carry around a canteen because <laughs> you have to drink. Like, there's a game that recently came out. I think I think it has a similar premise. It's like a Death Standing or Stranding. Death Stranding. Yeah, Death Stranding yeah, has a similar. Premise. It's very focused on weight and yeah. But then again, that game is really all about just like carrying and delivering packages. Uh-huh. So I mean, if they did it, then it would just be nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there's I, still I a lot of people it. who would say that it is nothing, but <laughs> <laughs> but it has its fans. Yeah, I never played it, but I saw it. I was like, it sounds it's similar. Like, hey, so. that's the guy who from Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's all really people know him from either. Yeah, it's so. true. But, I guess he's been in other things. Yeah, somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> We're not going to say any of them here. <laughs> he's, not, he's not paying us for a promotion. No, he's so. not. Well, actually, uh, now now that you mention it, um, that reminds me of uh, our paid sponsor for oh. this episode, oh, yeah, yeah. which is um, what's what's somebody else from Walking Dead? What, what? Paul Walker. Paul Walker was not in Walking Dead. He is if you believe he was. 
That's right. Yeah, just don't don't scroll back through. Your or, did you say that Paul show. Walker because he is dead? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say that, but it might be. <laughs> yeah, had to bring it up. <laughs> you were the one. He said zombie now. He said Paul Walker. Did you say Paul Walker because I don't know. I just said like, Paul Walker. The word Paul came up, and I was like. Who's who's a Paul I know? Paul Walker. I think I think it was the other way around. I think it said I said walking, and you're like walking. Walker, might have been. Paul Walker. I was just thinking of that. So I've been le- I've been reading about Paul recently. Okay. <laughs> it was just a perfect storm. All the conditions were right. Uh, exactly what I was reading earlier. <laughs> yeah, there you go. When they get yeah, yeah. on the island. That's a good. That's a good bit. <laughs> Are you still looking? Right, we bought. Have we, we, we David, we bought so much time for you. Oh, bro, this <laughs> is like sixty seconds of pure gold over here. Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear a bit of it. <laughs> oh well, I'll I'll look it up later. I've got it sitting on my shelf. The uh, out. He says out the out. Is... Inside out the movie. Inside out the video game. The movie video game. That's <laughs> a whole <laughs> hell. It's a fantasy world. It starts with out. I think we could sit here all day thinking out out what is it like a word where the first syllable is out well okay so that it's a similar problem to what i was having earlier in the episode right so writers no there's so many games that have like out oh yeah like there's like outer outer worlds outer outer, wilds yeah yeah it's wild that like and i think it was in the same year outward 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 it's called outward i think i've heard of that it's it's dang good. It's dang good. Yeah. Put that on your uh, game case, Outward Developers. That's right. It's dang good. It's dang good. <laughs> By some guy with... <laughs> Stash some guy with a mustache. <laughs> well, all of that was to say that I liked it because you could spam it. Mm. Like, it was so hard, and yet if you got the biggest <laughs> weapon and the highest strength, you could just smash Perfect. anything, <laughs> and it wasn't as hard. <laughs> Well, it's really not that hard if you don't care about finesse. Right, <laughs> or skill. even the name of the game. That's <laughs> Bless, you. bless you. I wasn't going to sneeze, it was a cough. What do you say for coughs? Is I, there I still you... say bless you. Do you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to pick that if it, up. If it's a big enough cough, then I'll say bless you. If it's just a like a small, like like clearing your throat cough, I don't know. Now, not... I wonder how many people say bless you for the actual reason that bless you came up as a thing. Because it used to be like when oh, you sneeze, yeah. it was getting rid of like a demon, right? Or, or, or a demon was like, in you and you were yeah, spinning or, it out. Or something like whenever you sneeze, like your heart stops or something. Oh, so I remember that. Like, every, yeah. every time you sneeze, you have a 50 per- no, I think it, I heard this one time. Every time you sneeze, you have a fifty percent chance of dying. Okay, what is that based off? Because of? <laughs> when you sneeze, your heart is supposed to stop for the millisecond. Right? right. Yeah. It, it, I guess maybe it just doesn't come back on. But that's not. <laughs> that's not how statistics so, work. Consider yourself lucky. <laughs> that's not how, how the number of times that people sneeze and the number of people who sneeze, i.e., everybody. <laughs> There's no way that it's like a 50% statistic. We're just lucky. <laughs> Unless like the other 50% like live like way away from me. It's just like in New England, just like it's a real pandemic where every time you sneeze, there is a little It is, but they keep saying it's COVID. It's a terrible thing. Oh, gosh. I mean, can you imagine that though? Like living in that world, like your best friend sneezes and you're boom. Down on the table, like, he's gone. <laughs> 
I feel like death would have like you would be we would much we would be a lot more intimate with death if that was the case. Where like, a hazmat would like cracking the pepper. Like, <laughs> <laughs> careful, careful, don't do it. You would ban pepper. You wouldn't even do pepper yeah, anymore. Well, would, it would be like it would be, be we wouldn't have like nuclear We wouldn't have nuclear devices. We would just have like <laughs> Missiles that just spread pepper <laughs> over an right entire right. nation. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's like the real chemical warfare. <laughs> well, that would suck for people with like allergies. Like if you're allergic to like a cat. Oh, just yeah. release the cats. Oh, <laughs> Just drops down dead. No. Like the one person who survived. <laughs> I don't sneeze. <laughs> I've overcome that. It's beneath me. I don't. <laughs> I don't have the sneeze trait. <laughs> Yeah, that gene. That dude's selective gene therapy. Oh, just they got you, would, you would have to. <laughs> you would, people would start like chopping off their noses or clo- like. Yeah, you would just not, their you would just not breathe through your nose. Yeah, you would literally just sew your nose in or something. Like or culture something would like be completely different because like nose plugs would be like all the rage, but then you'd have different like styles of nose plugs. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. Like, you have some that, like, you know how, like, people, like, have a, a handlebar, like, curly mustache? It's, like, a handlebar, like, <laughs> nose plugs. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, then then once you became technologically advanced, you could have, like, a nose nose. So you stick those in there, and they got little sensors on them so they can smell wow. for you. Impressive. And deposit the smell into your nose, safe from all but then, contaminants. But then they didn't do enough beta testing, and it goes haywire. And you accidentally sneeze. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say like the 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 nose nose goes like has a mind of its own and just like goes into your brain and like controls you. It's like Last of Us style. Like that's a better one. Yeah, it's it's like zombies, but the only thing they want to do is smell you. <laughs> like that's the one like. Like, that's the overriding, like, command in the programming of the nose-nose. <laughs> and so, it's just, like... Like, normally in, like, sci-fi movies and stuff, it would be, like, robots are supposed to, like, protect human beings. But then it's so general that it's, like, oh, I have to protect human beings by destroying human beings. I think that's, like, iRobot. I think that's where that's from. But, like... It's like the in this case the overriding principle is smell things. <laughs> so it's like now. I must zombify this human being so that I can smell everything. <laughs> What's that? This human isn't stopping the smell of the roses. I will make them. <laughs> but can you like imagine that? Like people being pulled into the crowd screaming, and they're just got all these people smelling them all over. <laughs> like, oh no, no! That would be the apocalypse. It would. Fate worse than death. <laughs> the smellanine. <laughs> that would be awful. Life exists to smell and be smelled, and that's why we're not. We should never make AI <laughs> at all. Ever smelling at every possible outlet every of possible. what they can do to us. Don't don't do it. <laughs> that, yeah. So I had this thought experiment when I was younger that I would give to people just to see what they would say. Yeah, yeah. right. Because that's what you do with hypothetical questions right. and thought experiments. So it was. I called it the allegory of the blind. But it's like, what if you had a society that was completely blind? So from birth until death, mm-hmm. everybody was blind, right? So the, the experiment went something like, okay, how would they form a true society? Like, what, what would be their progress? You know, would they do things like houses? What would their structures look like? But then ultimately it would boil down to what would their hierarchies be based upon? Because mm-hmm. knowing the nature of humans, there will be hierarchies. Yeah, and... It was interesting to see what kind of responses people have because you limit one sense and so the rest have to 
fill in for that. So do you do it based on feel? Well, like, okay, well, don't have a lot of variation in feel. You got hair on some people, not on others, but you could shave hair or put hair on, so yeah. that doesn't, right. it's not really solid. It'd probably be voice-based. You could go by you, voice. You would have to do sound, because that's a very... Uh, it's recognizable, it, but you can yeah, also train very your voice differently. So you can talk in a higher pitch or a lower pitch. Or if, because uh, senses are so heightened, and you can't tell if somebody else can smell really well, but what you can tell is how smelly somebody is. So True. if like the most dominant people in society were also just the most rank, just like just like, the oh, absolute oh, worst smelling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, you have to. So, and I always threw like taste out because the human organ for taste is not that sensitive, and no, I can't yeah. imagine that there's that much variation in how people taste. Mm. So, at, <laughs> yeah, but smell smell might be one. And not having sight, I wonder how long it would take for people to realize, like, oh, all the smell is coming from me. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember hearing an old Indian proverb, it's like, your nose is right above your mouth, but you can't smell it. Your own breath stinks. It's like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. That's good, yeah. yeah so Deep snaps. I like that. <laughs> Deep snaps? Deep what are, like wearing a jazz club? Yeah. <laughs> or like, like the, that, um, did you ever watch the... Goofy movie. Yeah, yeah, they were like, they were in a jazz dub, uh, doing what was it like poetry or something? Yeah, it's something like a <laughs> slam poetry or something. It's like <laughs> life is like a lime. <laughs> Everybody should snap it. I would love to go to one of those. Would you? Yeah, I just, feel like you would hate it. And you wouldn't want to sit there and just listen to like maybe somebody gives off some random poetry that they made up, and then you just everybody starts snapping. And you're like, I'm gonna join in. <laughs> I don't know. I think I would. I would feel very uncomfortable personally. Probably, I would be in the front. And I, would be, I would be the loudest snapper there was. Wow! I would have That's like, a bold claim. Yeah, I would you have. You dare to think that you can snap louder than me? Yeah, I do. Oh. Challenge accepted. <laughs> I would have one of those mics that they have that you can wrap on your arm and have it next to my my fingers on both hands. So when I snapped, <laughs> it's just an echo throughout the entire building. Wait, you say like they have like people have? No, no. I would like I would hypothetically I would bring in oh. uh, like speakers and put them on each side of the oh, of the room okay. and then have the mics attached right next to where my snap would be. It's but like every time like I a snap, hidden blade, but it's like a it's microphone. Like yeah. Yeah. Just, I just I just whip it out and now that now that might would be how you determine like hierarchy or yeah. like assassinate somebody with your hidden microphones and speakers. <laughs> Gosh. Wait, if they're blind, it's pretty easy to assassinate, though, right? Yeah, but you're also blind, too, so find your target now. <laughs> I want you to go kill George. He's really bothering me. Where? Who's George? George? What? Who's George? Which one was George again? <laughs> that would be so weird. Well, that would it, be funny. It though. was interesting because uh, I've been oh. telling everybody this, but Noah LaHaye recommended Flatland to oh, yeah. me. And one of the ways that they differentiate the different shapes, because they, they can see, but it's difficult to see when you're, everybody's like a flat line. But you can feel kind of how many angles and sides somebody has. And so, where was I going with this? <laughs> you forgot where you were going. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we can move on. I'm not on my, my game today. Yeah, it's okay. You know? We haven't. I'll see myself out. <laughs> we're not going to lie. We haven't recorded in like two weeks. Yeah, that's, that's all right. Kind of the problem. We've been out. Doing drugs. Partying. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Dude, you know, I need to tell you this because Luke already knows about this. But anyways, this was a while back, probably like two months ago. 
So I walked in the fellowship in the morning on Sunday morning, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was walking past the chairs and, you know, Luke was standing there. And he said, he was like, good morning or hey. I'm like, hey, Will. And I walked past, <laughs> <laughs> I walked past him to go get breakfast. And I came back and sat down. He's like, did you just call me Will? I was like, yeah, I forgot your name. <laughs> I was like, you look like Will. He's like, because I know somebody who looks like you and his name is Will. And I'm like, he's a Will. Now, now I'm really, you just recalled this to my memory. And nobody the, else saw us because it was just me and yeah, you. Today. No, <laughs> nobody, nobody knew that it happened. I was like, this is super awkward. Well, now, now I'm extra curious because David was the one who introduced me for the podcast. So, <laughs> oh, I forgot his name again. It's like you have to hear somebody else say it like every hour, or else you forget. <laughs> My mind is like Dory from Finding Nemo. Just every five minutes, I forget everything that happened. Dude, that is a weird feeling though, because I get that a lot. Like mm. I'm, I've told Trey this many times, but uh, I've got a, a thing. I had a concussion when I was younger, mm. and now every day is different, like a different mental state, kind of. Mm. Usually I'm all right, but yeah. some days it's like <laughs> can't remember things, can't think things. So it's a it's a bizarre feeling, sort of like today. It's yeah, like I go to I have it. I'm talking about it, and then it's, just, gone. it's just gone. Slips out. Yeah, it's aggravating. No, I get that. Mood swings. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I start punching y'all at any time during the podcast, you know, just very gracefully pull me off and put me in the Grace? What, do, what do you mean? You've been punching me for the last five minutes. <laughs> it's like, I'm starting to lose my patience. I mean, I'm still good, but... Oh, no. I'm glad that I didn't choose that, that A&W before we started. Because he, Must be laced it, with something. It's laced 100%. Well, I was just going to say, David, you really had your heart set on that root beer, and so I'm just really glad that... <laughs> he already knew. He preemptively came over and put, put drugs or something in it. And he's like, he knows he's going to get it. Mine, That's mine. what I was saying. That's what I was saying to Luke earlier. Like uh, when we got out of church, I went by oh, and I said, "Oh yeah, we're gonna uh, you're gonna come by and do weed and smoke oh, no. it and <laughs> snort lines with." It's like, what? <laughs> I'll do it all in the name of Jesus. Right. Oh, I don't know. Uh, that's um, like I like I said before. I don't know if I can ask God for His blessing on that one. Right. <laughs> Nobody can. He will be struck down by lightning the moment. You sin. See, it, it would be an interesting and very backwards world if, you know, like Paul has got that verse where he talks about blessed are those that do what they believe is right. I was like, I've thought about, well, what if there was a society, some backward society off somewhere where they thought like doing drugs and alcohol and everything was glorifying to God? Like, would that, they're doing it out of full devotion to God, but I it's feel, obviously not. I feel like there might be some societies or religions where. It might not be outright, like, for the glory of God as much as it is, like, an attempt to experience God. Right. Like, with, like, psychoactive drugs and things yeah. like that. Um, but, yeah, no, it's it's that would still be, like, far removed from what we're used to. I would have to imagine in those senses that, like, if that really was the case, like, they were doing these things in order to honor and, and please God, and even in a backward sort of sense, God would honor that but not fully like yeah you know he, he would probably go okay y'all are doing this you got the spirit now let's let's work you away from that <laughs> yeah it was the the quote from fresh prince of bel-air that always gets memed is like uh he's a little bit confused but he's got spirit or something like <laughs> yeah. that yeah, yeah he's got the spirit yeah. <laughs> but no it's I've, I've always thought that was interesting at least mm. something to think about 
Yeah, but then, yeah, I don't know. Be, I mean, we, we look at weird. that in, like, the, the Christian sense or, or like, you yeah. know, we've been going through Baptist history on the Wednesday night classes and how certain groups will have this great conviction, like, okay, we need to have infant baptism, even though it's not necessarily rooted in Scripture, but they, they've got that firm tradition and they feel like that is honoring to God. Yeah. yeah. Now, we're commanded to read the Scripture and thankfully people did and they went, oh, this is not good. Yeah, this is not, yeah. But let's say that was a group that, was very firm in their faith, and then they had scripture removed from them, and yet they held on to that tradition. Perhaps, okay, it it's not correct in the scriptural sense, but they don't have any way of fixing it. Mm-hmm. So perhaps that goes on. You can go into so many different like scenarios on that, just that topic alone too. Right? Yeah, because you say, well, would God then give them like maybe a sign or well, tell them some way that hey, maybe you shouldn't, you shouldn't be doing this or whatever. Well, I think this kind of goes hand in hand with one of the principles that Bill kind of touched on today in a sermon where um, whenever he called Abram, he didn't like immediately make him like perfect right there. He he accepted Abram like in his ignorance and like taught him along the way. Um, But at the same time, there are still a lot of things that he was getting wrong, but his faith uh, more so than his knowledge was sufficient. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting stuff. When he mentioned that Abram was like worshiping like a, you know, like the moon god or all mm. that, I didn't know any of that. Oh, yeah. Beforehand. Yeah. So it's, it's just very interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, because we're all used to, uh, I think it's because we're, we're just used to knowing the story like from the end to the beginning. <laughs> and so yeah. we know where Abraham ends up. And so, we run into the difficulty of like reading his character like into like his character near the end of his life into the rest of his mm-hmm. life and that's just not yeah. how, how how we develop <laughs> yeah that's true i think that's probably a danger for every character in the bible mm-hmm. it's like okay we we understand that this one went sour early and so we we taint the rest of that story with that right. and vice versa and yeah, they're they're people, so they grew and and made mistakes and made lessons for themselves. And so, yeah, you gotta read it almost as if you're approaching it for the first time, mm-hmm. which is, you can't do. And that's one of the things I really appreciated about this sermon series on Genesis is that he's been really trying to emphasize that. But no, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, I really appreciated his sermon i guess it was what two weeks ago where he was talking about the the incomplete scale mm-hmm. he used to do that to his co-workers but that is the absolute truth in terms of what we're seeing throughout genesis and the rest of the bible it's like you've got a, a record that's playing the same motif over mm-hmm. and over and over again but it doesn't quite get to the resolution yeah and you might think that the record is stuck mm-hmm. for all you know but it's playing down and by the end of the record it completes it. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to Noah about this on Friday, kind of with the. Uh, in music, you've got dissonance and consonance. And without dissonance, your resolution in consonance is not nearly as beautiful. Right. So if you just played one chord, mm-hmm. that is your consonant, and then that's it. Yeah. Like, okay, that that's, might be a nice chord, but unless you have some sort of dissonance leading up to it, it's mm-hmm. not nearly as beautiful. Well, there's not, there's not like a 
a story otherwise. Mm-hmm. There's no dissonance. It's not much of a story. Right. And you can you can equate that also to light. Like mm-hmm. without darkness and light, you can't have definition enough to see. Yeah. Like if it was all light or all dark, there's just nothing. Mm-hmm. Um but the combination of the two, you get color and you get vision and depth. Um so I think through that, playing that motif over and over and over and over again throughout the Bible, it might be aggravating mm-hmm. and disappointing, but when you finally get, after all that time, to the resolution, it is so much more beautiful. Yeah. Because the motif isn't just solid. It's not the same notes, necessarily, but more and more interest is being placed into that motif as it goes along. Mm-hmm. So it's like the clarifying factor. It's very fuzzy picture in Genesis, and by the time of Christ's death, yeah. it is a fully realized and very high definition picture. Yeah, well, because even like whenever you look through Scripture, it's the same kind of deal as we just talked about, where um, Abram, Abram was accepted in his ignorance and taught things along the way. So, like at the beginning of Genesis, we know very little, but then by uh, the New Testament, the picture is so much more clear, and you even get the the image of the the pure kind of key like kind of played completely out mm-hmm. yeah and it's a it's a echoing note so it's like we we continue to sing essentially the same music to people they're they're wanting to hold on to well, in this sense it would be no music at all mm-hmm. and yet we're singing about something they might not be able to comprehend uh, until they see, oh look, there, here's the whole score. This mm. is why it's such a beautiful thing. Yeah, uh, it's also an interesting concept just to deviate a little bit from what we're talking about. But uh, the fact that in the ancient days, when the, the apostles first started preaching the word after Christ's ascension, mm. um, they didn't necessarily have to preach. Well, they, they preached the good word completely. Mm-hmm. So it's like, look, here, you you know that you're sinful. You know you're morally deficient. Here's somebody that has paid for that if you'll just accept him. Yeah. And people flocked to them because they understood their moral failures. Mm-hmm. And C.S. Lewis talked a lot about the fact that in the modern era, you, uh, you have to do more than that. Yeah. People have moved away from the knowledge of their own evil. And so you have to preach the problem first before you can preach the solution. Right. And that's where a lot of people get hung up. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why a lot of times our message is not listened to because to get to the good stuff about salvation, you have to teach people that they're being wrong first and that's what they don't want to listen mm-hmm. to. So, and that's probably why they stray away from Scripture in the first place. The bad news that precedes the good news, yeah. Or the bad news that warrants the mm-hmm. good news, requires the good news, yeah. No, I'm definitely... And I'm not sure exactly why it would be in the modern sense such a problem because, you know, you've got all the pagan nations in the past. You know, all of their their horrible sacrifices and to other deities was out of their own guilt, essentially. Like, they were very keenly aware of their moral failure. Yeah. But how is it that we have drifted so far in the other direction? Uh, it, it's yeah. And maybe it's just... a proliferation of sin and, and pride throughout the generations has blocked us farther and farther mm-hmm. away from that but yeah i don't know it's there's also problem. probably an aspect of it that has to do more with um how we find identity like nowadays because um I, I was reading a book the other day that talked about how like in the past identity um 
kind of determined what you did. But nowadays it's more like what I have to figure out what it is I do in this world, like on my own, apart from any other thing. And then that and only that will give me identity and meaning. Mm -hmm. And so whenever you uh, bring it down to what you yourself personally do, then anything that gets in the way of that, um, you can either just blame on like your own like lack of skill or you can blame on external circumstances around you. Like, oh, nobody's giving me a chance. That's why I haven't found success and why I haven't found meaning or things like that. Or I've only ever had poor quality things, so that's why I need more money so that I can buy higher quality and then I'll be happy. But mm. yeah, the externalizing thing, which I mean, I must have existed to some degree in the Old Testament because I mean, we talked about, uh, I think it was two weeks ago, about Noah. Um, he had everything set right for him and yet things still went bad because it was the inside that was corrupt, not the external everything around him mm-hmm. but, no yeah, you're right and it's interesting too uh i was listening or overhearing alex johnson talk to caden about some things in, in matthew and he was some saying some things and finally i was like something clicked and like oh christ <laughs> you know everybody was anticipating the messiah coming and just wiping out the roman invasion that was oppressing israel and you know being raised mm-hmm. up as the big king, and he was going to create one peaceful hereafter. Right. right. That's what people expected of the Messiah. And so when they recognized, in some small degree, that Christ was the Messiah, they flocked around him for that purpose. And when Christ was doing his work, he was not doing the things they expected. Like, he wasn't getting the sword out and going and attacking the Romans, mm-hmm. or even chasing them out in any sense. But he was confronting the Pharisees, the, the leaders of Israel. Yeah. And thus why so many of the initial disciples left at, at varying times, not the core 12, but the other disciples that followed Christ. And it finally clicked to me, it, yeah, Christ came and he was working on the inside of Israel, not mm-hmm. the outside problems. Yeah, it's, it's like what they say, or what Christ told the Pharisees, y'all are washing the outside of the cup, mm-hmm. not the inside. And yeah, it's, it's a fascinating how deal. they're whitewashed tombs that look mm-hmm. real nice and pretty on the outside, but inside is just rotting flesh and bones yeah yeah so the message is echoed throughout both the gospel and the entirety of scripture and it's it's entrenched both in symbolism here in the old testament and indeed in action in, in christ and the gospel uh and then later through the apostles but I, that's why i love the bible so much is because no matter where you look at it from what angle from whichever position you are in life, you'll find some sort of significance mm-hmm. that you wouldn't have seen before. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. I got deep for a minute. Yeah, we did. You want to get deeper? <laughs> <laughs> Which part of a tree oh, is no. the greatest? Which part of the tree um, is the greatest? Mm-hmm. The, the seeds? The, the like, root. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but... The rest of the tree is what you can see, mm. but mm, without mm. the root, the tree wouldn't be. Deep snaps. Yeah. yeah. I like how it rhymed, too. Hey, there you go. That was good. I don't think about that. I like how Bill brought up the whole tree thing again. When he was talking about Abraham, they were talking about the, the big trees and. Oh, how there's a lot of big trees in the mm-hmm. Old Testament, yeah. yeah. He's like, never mind, I'll come back to that some other time. <laughs> he, likes, he likes himself a good tree. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think it's so. cool how, how nature is focused on for a lot of the metaphors mm-hmm. because I think nature in general has the fingerprint of God on it. Yeah. When he made it, I love to think about nature a lot with that view where it's like, yeah, if you just thought about nature, oh, it's interesting, it's cool. That actually reminds me of something that I was reading just before coming over here, actually. <laughs> so it's funny how that works out like that. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Yeah, perfect. Um, but um, y'all are familiar with, uh, or at least know by name, uh, St. Augustine, Augustine, yeah, yeah. whatever. And uh, I was reading a little bit from one of his worst scholar confessions, and I thought it was like, at the same time, very profound and kind of funny. Um, yes. But what he, but essentially he um, is looking at all the things around him and like in creation and being like, are you God? Do you know God? And so he says, uh, I asked the earth, and it said, it's not I. And then I asked all that is in it, and they made the same confession. I asked the sea, the deeps, the living creatures that creep. There's another little rhyme for you there. (laughs) And they responded, we are not your God. Look beyond us. I asked the breezes which blow in the entire air with its inhabitants said, Anaximenes was mistaken. I am not God. Uh, A little bit down. And he said, um, and I said to all these things in my external environment, Tell me of my God who you are not. Tell me something about him. And so it's like he's going to every little thing that he can find in the world, and he's getting exasperated. And it's like, ah, just if, if you're not God, tell me something about him. And so he says, and with a great voice, they cried out, he made us. It's yeah. like, it's like, <laughs> it's like, come on, if you're not God, tell me, tell me something about him. Just a little bit. It's like. Duh! He made <laughs> us! Gosh. But yeah. That made me laugh. It's like, he made us. That is hilarious. <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. The, but that was, it was such an eye-opening thing to me to realize, okay, yeah, God made everything. Mm-hmm. And therefore, there should be not not the picture of God, but an aspect of perhaps his wisdom in yeah, creating it. Definitely. And then, you know, I think all things interweave in ways we wouldn't otherwise expect oh yeah um look at scripture man alive that's that's a a net of all sorts of cool things it's true hyperlinks all over yeah. the place. <laughs> everybody is referencing everybody this like he, he, bill said it like um that there's not like a single page in this book that isn't connected to every other page and i just kind of like imagined like if you took the book from like one page it just has like a million strings just like connecting them all together <laughs> an infinite paradox yeah, you just exactly. put that back but, <laughs> but yeah no it's, it's good stuff <laughs> nice so i'll bring up one more deep thing and then i'll be done <laughs> but when we had alex bean on uh, as a guest, I brought up that in kind of a a morbid sense, if you look at human death, like mm-hmm. the different ways that a human can die, um, perhaps not the nuanced ones, but the the core ones that we, we look at, and then you try and equate that to spiritual death, mm. then you learn a lot of things that we need to try and prevent to, to keep people spiritually alive. And so on that episode, I talked about drowning. Um, and the different things about that, but I was thinking recently about like asphyxiation or, mm-hmm. or suffocating, and that's a terrible thing, terrible way to die. And there, I think there's more than one way I could take this, but I've been focusing more or less on the breathing aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And if you look at breathing, 
with a, a spiritual lens, um, you're immediately called back to in Genesis, God breathed the breath of life into people. Yeah. And you look at it, and you go, okay, breath comes from the same place that you, you speak from as well. So it's like from the same origin of, of God's word also came our life. Mm-hmm. And so as Christians, essentially we spiritually breathe by taking in God's word in, into ourselves. But breathing is a process of taking in and also expelling. Yeah. And so you take in God's word. And then if you just hold it, you know, that's a real temptation to learn and learn and learn and learn about God. But if you don't go out and tell people about it to, to you know, just screaming out to people, then you die. Yeah. The, the opposite is true. If you start telling and telling and telling without taking in the word, you run out. Yeah. And you die. Um, and there's the other aspect about breath where if you look at it in the, the chemical sense, you know, you're breathing in primarily oxygen and you're expelling mostly carbon dioxide. Well, we need the oxygen to maintain us and keep us healthy and whatnot. And those things around us, the plant life, the, the organic matter, mm-hmm. they rely on the carbon dioxide to live. And so it's that, that give and take. Yeah. If, if we hoard the oxygen we need, we die, and then the other things around us die. Yeah. And I've been thinking a lot about that. And you can apply that kind of thinking to just about every major way people die. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. And then you have to think about how you prevent it. And to go with that image, I mean, uh, to, to take in breath and then not breathe out also ultimately means that you're actually taking in less breath than you would mm-hmm. otherwise. And so it's not, you can't just keep, I don't know if the mic's going to pick that up or not. Maybe <laughs> you're not. taking a, a deep breath yeah, continuously. You, you can't just continue to do that forever. Um, so in a very real way, the way that you experience more of the spirit, more of the word, more of God is there's something specifically that you learn and you grow from in expelling it as well. Um, how like it, it makes room for you to learn more. There's, there's like an idea that like you can stay in your like personal study and just learn everything that there is to know about God without ever facing the world or, or anything like that. But there is a very real sense in which if you aren't doing something with that knowledge, then it's not really like a, a, a real knowledge. It's not, or at least it's not as much as you would learn otherwise. But, I yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah, because there's a, a wealth more knowledge that comes from being tried, mm-hmm. you know, by, by varying circumstances. Okay, I just learned this new thing. I'm trying to talk to somebody about this. And this other problem I would have never seen before presents itself you go i gotta study this i gotta look at it um and through that pattern yeah you're you're growing you're learning um and you're being strengthened if Mm -hmm. if you don't face adversity you don't get strong yeah Craig probably gets tired of my my uh my image of the tree that sits inside and grows to full height but it never had to face the wind yeah and so it it gets knocked over at the least yeah. yeah Yeah, that's that's something that I run into a lot is like being more new, I guess, in the faith. Mm-hmm. Is like even though I'm, you know, I'm trying to learn and read, you know, get better at prayer, trying to talk to people yeah. about it. I, I, a lot of joy comes to it, but then I'm consistently being hit with new mm-hmm. topics. Okay, what about this? And then I'm like, well, I have to consistently yeah, have to study, study the word because yeah. I haven't got to that point. So it's right. like I can't even answer these questions yet. So that's always something I run into. But 
No, yeah, it's it's both. I I find it. I enjoy it very much. Both, I guess, like sitting there in your you know your own devo- devotional, your private time reading or studying the word, but also getting out there and talking to people, whether it's you guys or mm. whoever else. It's it's kind of fun, yeah, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Or it's no, kind of definitely. joyful to get the top of people and then yeah. also do your own right private study. And, and one of the good things about that is that even in the situations where like, hey. Great question. No idea what the answer is. Let me learn and I'll get back to you. That's already like a witness in itself. Because I think I worry that most people outside of the church, and there's a lot of people in the church who probably do this as well. But most people outside of the church, whenever they're faced with something that they can't explain, they just say, I don't know. And I don't care. But if so, if somebody then comes at you with a question and you're like, I don't know. But I know that there is an answer, and I don't know if I if I'm allowed to know the answer. But I'm gonna try. <laughs> yeah, because I, I even like I'm always tempted to like immediately give like my first like yeah. uh, my personal opinion on a topic or whatever. But it's like I don't want to sit there and rely on my personal mm-hmm. opinion yeah. or whatever. I'd rather choose the truth that I know is correct over what I could think is correct. Right. Because I don't trust myself. Yeah. So I don't trust my consciousness or my heart yeah. or any of that. So no, I think that's why. Yeah. Yeah, I see that a lot actually. Not not in you specifically. Always in me. Every time. No, no, no. no. But like the the pride of the know it all. Essentially, I used to be like that. Mm -hmm. Where it's like somebody asks you a question and you just you say an answer and it sounds really good. You got no clue. But in order to look good, you you say something. You just blurt it out to look like. Oh, I know it. Yeah, yeah, and that's the definitely the wrong approach for scripture. And of course, there's no shame in going. Yeah, I, I haven't studied this enough. I, I definitely don't know it. I've never run into this concept. Yeah, but you're right in also saying like, the Christian cares. If he runs across something that is new to him, then he'll go looking for it. He'll study scripture. He'll talk to those that know the Bible far better than him. He'll mm-hmm. pray about it until he comes to an understanding of it. And that's far more than most of the world will do for anything else. Yeah. So, yeah. ignorance is bliss in a lot of people's mind in the world. Like, yeah, that, that's too deep for me. I'm just not going to touch it. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the most frustrating things. Yeah. But, yeah, it's nice, though. I have yeah. a list of things I have to, like, try and study, but it's like, I take them one at a time. Yeah. Because right. I don't want to try and do a little of everything at once. It's like, whatever, I'll just sit there and go into detail on make, a single thing that make, I can make actually make your head explode like in make sure I can actually discuss school. it fully with somebody and then I'll yeah. put it aside and move on to the next so but yeah it's always fun you gotta pace yourself I mean we, we do have an eternity ahead of us for which we will it's learn true. and understand I, I think you know going back to your earlier comment where you're young in the faith at least so far as you see I, I see you're a little bit farther along than you think but something that C.S. Lewis talked about is that technically we're all young in the faith. Mm-hmm. In fact, in the grand scope of eternity, we are all still the early Christians. Yeah. And so we we are the first runners uh, in this long race that will last forever. We'll be perfected somewhere along the way, but there will be an eternity left of learning. Yeah. yeah. Since we serve an infinite God, yeah. it'll be a complete joy to uh, to learn and understand. It's true. Also, like the the picture that again C.S. Lewis makes in the Great Divorce of mm. heaven, where it's like just going constantly deeper into the mountains. And like, oh, that's that's a fascinating thought. Yeah. And then you got the tree of life. Yeah. Getting back the trees. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, there you Let's go. There you go. <laughs> it all comes back to the trees, right? Uh, well, I mean, it, you got anything else? We could end it here. Ending oh. time already. Wow. We keep going. Wow. Keep going. Now. Ooh, out of deep things to don't you have to... Okay, you want to keep going? Can we just do gibberish for like 30 minutes? Are please? we talking in tongues now? <laughs> <laughs> that, I guess that could be a, a topic. That would definitely be. You could talk oh, yeah. way That's more a topic than an hour already. on that. But you yeah, would probably you'd need to research. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I have topics I would like to talk about, but it's like, I want to do research. So mm-hmm. I don't bring them up. <laughs> I tend to avoid them if they get brought up. It's like, well, you, you keep talking. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> Have you begun your uh, scripture memory journey? Yeah. Yet? So actually, when I sent that message the other day about wanting to learn scripture, I didn't look. I didn't. I haven't looked at the thing you talked about yet. The the topical memory memory system. system. Yeah. I don't even know what that you is. Don't, is that a book? It or is that like a, a thing on like a website you go to? Like yes. To is both? it something? Is it a, a like? Something I would read to give me a better way of learning. It's not. It's not like a. It's like not like a book. It's, it's like, not like a book. It's like an book. It's a collection. It's a collection of verses. Okay. And then the way that'll work is like, there'll be like a group of I think, like twelve verses under one heading. So the first one is like live the new life, and then the first subheading is Christ the center, and then that will have like two verses associated okay. with it. I have to and look so at it. Keep doing that. Hmm. So it's it's really. Quite helpful, um, like I said, to, to help build that memory muscle. Not muscle memory, but yeah. to make your brain swell. Yeah. I mean, I already have one. Like, when I said that, I was memorizing, and I have it memorized. But I wrote down everybody else's suggestions, mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll yeah. get to them eventually. But. Yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of good options out yeah. there. Um, and I know a lot of people were talking about, um, like, you should just memorize, like, <laughs> all of Romans eight, or like <laughs> yeah, I saw that. First I think John, it was or so like the first chapter of someone, John, or yeah, yeah, because um, somebody said like John one through eight, one through eighteen, or one yeah, through sixteen. I think that's right. Yeah, and I, I wrote it down. I was like, okay, I'll get to it eventually, but that's a lot. And then somebody else said Romans eight, thirty one to thirty nine. I was like, that's a lot to memorize. I mean, probably yeah. will, but now I got I memorized my favorite verse other than John three sixteen. Yeah, of course. But I, <laughs> Uh, it's Galatians five seventeen. Mm-hmm. So, and which is oh oh okay. <laughs> okay for the for the flesh desires was its uh, contrary to the spirit, mm-hmm. and the spirit was its contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. I love that. Like whatever you so desire, much. it depends on the version you use. But yeah, yeah. no, I, I love that's my that favorite verse. verse. Yeah, because so. it's so true, and it's so easy for us to forget because we think that just like. Obviously, if there's anybody on this earth that you can trust, it's like your own thoughts, right? And no. Yeah. It's the least trustworthy. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I, that, like, I like that one. Yeah. That, but I was just going to say, um, getting to the point of, I, I'm not here yet, so don't hear me saying that, <laughs> but getting to the point of, of memorizing like longer spans of scripture yeah. is something that I think it will be like really helpful for anybody who who chooses to undertake that task because especially early on whenever uh oral tradition was a bigger thing and not having access to books was also the case or having just a lot of time to read said books so that you became like familiar with them like the back of your hand um memory the 
our our church forefathers used to memorize scripture like crazy and so i've been trying to do some yeah. longer i mean i'm not even like going into like 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 a pastor or mm-hmm. some type of ministry well, at least i don't then. have plans yeah but so it's more expected that oh pastor would have a lot of these verses memorized but it's like they still are very useful especially when you're talking to somebody and they bring up whether you're like gospeling to them or they're just talking about yeah. some struggles you could bring up verses are very uh, specific to that kind of yeah. topic it's well, good to just have those on the well and then even there's that where it's like responding to certain topics but there's also other aspects where um like paul says it in philippians where if there's anything good if there's anything noble if there's anything pure and and praiseworthy think of these things and he's talking he's saying that in relation to the things that he's already been talking about this entire leather this not leather letter letter. (laughs) um got leather working on the brain there Um, you go uh and so there's something about just thinking about i've been trying to work my way through the first chapter of mark and uh so therefore i've been thinking about it a whole lot um and just thinking about the ways that we who have been redeemed are now able to identify with christ in his baptism like romans 6 you uh identify with christ in his baptism in that you uh identify with his death and so having died you're set free from sin which is a whole another podcast um but and but in this other case i think that uh mark whenever he's writing the gospel is writing to suffering christians who uh need encouragement and, and need to know um that they have a god that understands and so just trying to put myself not like in every single way because obviously christ is and was and forever will be a better man than me um but trying to put my shoes and put myself in his shoes a little bit where whenever he is baptized he receives the spirit uh, i did air quotes for the people who didn't see that i.e anybody who's not david and (laughs) (laughs) um the God is always with God, but you you see the Spirit descend on him like a dove in the same way we receive the Spirit. And then, um, kind of in this creation imagery, after he comes up out of the water, you also hear the voice of God. And the voice of God says, You are my son in whom I am well pleased. You are my you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And so obviously, first and foremost, he's speaking about Christ, but in us as much as we um, become imitators of Christ, I believe that the same applies to us that we have become the sons and daughters of God, and that he is he's well pleased in us and as much as we reflect christ and so that's one thing that I've been thinking a lot, especially whenever I'm working and I get frustrated because I feel like uh, maybe I feel like I'm being undervalued or maybe I feel like too much is being asked of me or things like that. Um, but then I have that, uh, that, that saying in the back of my head, you know, you are my beloved son whom I'm well pleased. And knowing that, that God is pleased in us who, who rely and love and trust him, it's, um, it's helpful Mm -hmm. in just getting through the day. (laughs) Yeah. It's, 
like I don't do this all the time, which is not good, but it's when I do, I try to spend like my entire day, you know, focusing either on scripture, mm-hmm. like like when I was memorizing that verse, I would go to work and I would try and repeat it in my head over yeah. over it so I could get it down. Or like I'll listen like, you know, Christian music yeah. or maybe some like sermons or whatever, but going throughout your day consistently having your mind on Christ yeah. and you know, whatever you pick, whatever you mm-hmm. get in detail, it's a lot better because it's very easy for um, like your own personal desires or sins or to kind of sneak mm-hmm. their way in, and then you just completely lose thought oh, yeah. of Christ. Oh, yeah. So it's definitely good to try and focus on Him throughout the day, oh. even when you're not like doing your devotion or at church or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's definitely why it's important. I know for different people, their, their situations are different. But if at all possible, it's it's best to read your scripture for the day early in the morning. Yeah. Right before you, you do anything, really. You wake up, you pray, you read the Bible. Oh, and it goes back to what we learned about Cain and Abel, mm-hmm. is that Abel offered his first fruits. And now if you just take that idea of offering your first fruits, now obviously we're not making ritual sacrifices um, in that way. Uh, but, like, the, the, the principal idea was he offered what he didn't know that he was going to get more of to God. And so to, um, to learn how to apply that to my life. And like you said, it's, it's better to start off earlier in the day. I think that is a good application of that principle. And it's something I've been working at, but also struggling to yeah. get It's in. hard to do. Yeah. I mean, especially that early in the morning, you wake up, there's so many things that are on your mind. Okay, I gotta get to work, or mm-hmm. I need coffee, and I'm I'm tired. Yeah, I, I always go back to C.S. Lewis. He talks about that so much. Again, it's like picking up the mantle of Christ and putting him on daily. Mm-hmm. Like that's what we're called to do. Uh, what is it? Defy yourself or um, deny, deny yourself, yourself and take up the deny cross. Deny yourself yeah. daily. And take up your cross and follow me. And so doing that first. And wrestling with that concept early and then dispelling it, taking on the mantle of Christ and going throughout your day. Yeah. Well, one, if you go to the scripture first, then you can meditate on what you read all day mm-hmm. long. Um, whereas if you do it late at night, which I got in the habit of mm-hmm. years ago, and it helps. It's, it's better but, than nothing, right. but it's, yeah, it's like... But in the concept you were talking about, it's the last fruits. Yeah. It's like, okay, I've done everything I want to do for today. There's exactly the way time. I want it. Yeah. yeah. And even that can fall away from you where you go, well, I had a really full day. I'm tired. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. To yeah. yeah. You know, that's, yeah, I know that. that's uh, the whole thing I've, I've been looking at in my life right now is the whole like putting things off. Mm-hmm. Where I go, well, I know I'm going to have Saturday off, so I just won't change the oil in my truck. And then get to work on Friday. And, hey, David, you're going to be working on Saturday. <laughs> no, no. But yeah. Thanks for reminding me. I need to change my <laughs> There you <oil>. go. There <laughs> you go. I've been riding with that light on for a bit too long. <laughs> but the the more that kind of stuff happens, the more I realize, yeah, we, we're not supposed to be slothful and yeah. put things off. If we have the time now to do it and we do it faithfully, well, God honors that. Yeah. He, he sees ahead of time. Okay, yeah. You're not going to have that time that you wanted, mm-hmm. or in in another sense, um, like what Craig talks about a lot is that if God gives you something mm-hmm. and you don't utilize it for Christ or you don't do the proper thing with it, then He'll take it away. Yeah. 
But if you do utilize it for Christ, oftentimes he will multiply it. Uh, that's not always the case because right. it's way too easy to fall into that prosperity theology mm-hmm. doctrine. But but I think he's definitely he's definitely striking at something true there with that though. Right. Yeah, and I, I think that. it's a truer realization of that if you do it fully for God's benefit mm-hmm. than anything else. Because there's, there's those people that go, okay, well I know if I donate five hundred dollars to the church, then it, it'll come back to me and oh, yeah. you know multiply it. Like they're going after the money, right? Not going after honoring God and so if that's all you're worrying about you won't get anything yeah that's good yeah, yeah I tried to wake up at like 5 a.m. on Friday because I, I <laughs> when I originally started I started reading like the word like right before I go to bed I do my study and then I kind of got into like once I got home I took a shower I would do my study and then you know mm-hmm. do whatever I needed to after have the rest of the day so then I was like, okay, I need to try and do this in the morning now. So on Friday, I tried to wake up at 5 a.m. So Because I'll, I'll leave but... at 6. It's like, okay, I'll have an hour to do this in the morning. And then I can meditate or whatever else comes up. And that alarm went off. I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> I clicked it just to get another hour. I was like, I need to. I'm probably going to try and do that this week. Try and get in the habit. Wake yeah. up at 5 a.m. It's hard to I do. I hate it. And, and you, I felt it, it's easier to do if you do it by degrees mm-hmm. so like if you usually wake up at six to go into work at seven if you wake up you know set an alarm for five or ten minutes ahead of time and then get up read right before now you're still pressured by the fact that okay i don't have much time before i have to get up and go but starting with a little bit you work in the habit of 10 minutes of study in the morning yeah and then if if you get used to that you can work in another five ten minutes hmm. And you can build in an hour where you didn't have it before. And then before you know it, you're waking up at that time naturally, and you've got your hour pre-built. Awesome. So, yeah. I might do that. That's good advice. I should take that yeah. seriously. Yeah. It, it, it's always easier to go by degrees than mm. you know jumping on top of Cold buildings turkey. or yeah. going up the steps. Mm-hmm. Tell you, man, I'm not a morning person. <laughs> I can stay up all night every night, but when I'm in bed, I'm in bed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I already hate Getting up at six the, for work. It's like object in motion stays in motion. <laughs> After your I'm just dead. <laughs> I'm be dead. Yeah. No, that's but that's a life for you. And I don't drink coffee. Y'all both do, don't y'all? I, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. It's kind of hard not to drink coffee if you're a barista. That's, well, that's, there's people. There's people I know who who don't, don't touch the stuff. They fully yeah. abstain. Yeah. That's a rarity. It's, yeah. You, yeah. They're probably doing it on the side real secretly. They got the long <laughs> straw. They just, up. they just don't want anybody to know that they're, yeah, just as addiction. much of a caffeine junkie. It's an addiction. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I never touch this stuff. <laughs> they're really a junkie down I need to. I need to start switching to decaf, though, because I, I've gotten to a point where I, I really like drinking coffee, like if it's, like, good stuff. Mm-mm. But um, But I don't need that much caffeine in my life. Yeah. yeah, I really fancy a, a good cup of coffee in the evening. Yeah, but if I have any sort of caffeine after like five o'clock, mm-hmm. I, I'm awake. No, yeah. so game over on trying to sleep. Yeah, don't yeah, worry, it's I not five. Like, okay, we're good. We're good. It's not I, five o'clock, not yet. Well, I have the same problem with nicotine. So every once in a while, I'll, I'll have a cigar. Right, and if I have a cigar after five, then that'll keep you up. Mm-hmm. Really? I, I don't. I didn't know, know why. nicotine did that. I mean, it is a stimulant. So mm-hmm. it's a stimulant that mimics the effects of a depressant. Yeah. So it's like when you smoke, you feel very relaxed. Yeah. But what it's doing is it's constricting your arteries. So you're actually oh, so the like, blood is like going faster. Yeah. 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 So it, it's 
unusual how it reacts with things, but I guess just because it's a stimulant, it will keep your neurons firing well after they should be asleep <laughs> or slowed. Okay. I don't have that. It's okay. That's a good thing. Yeah. Sugar and caffeine don't really affect me like that. So Really? It's interesting. I would be then curious what nicotine would do to you. I don't want I've to never be yeah, like, hey, smoke this okay, pack of cigarettes. Say, yeah, I, don't, I have never <laughs> once tried anything with nicotine, yeah, so that, I don't even know yeah, if I would. Probably, but... probably, probably don't start. <laughs> don't start. You don't know. I'm just curious over here. Like, don't well, just like with my health issues, it probably yeah, like my yeah, heart yeah. would explode. Oh, that was great. <laughs> just <laughs> That's, uh, I had a coach one time who said, nicotine is great. Nicotine addiction is the worst. <laughs> and so, it's kind of true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of use the, uh, the, there's a kind of a, an anti-addiction philosophy that you can use. So like if you're on the pre-side of addiction, mm-hmm. so like before you're addicted to something, you can use it. Afterward, it doesn't work. But you're constantly analyzing your state. So like if it was caffeine, right? You're drinking caffeine. The moment you start to feel the want for it, mm. so like you get up one morning and you really want caffeine, you cut it completely cold for an entire month. Mm. And then you can go back to it. And by doing that in degrees, you're kind of training your body to never anticipate a constant stream of it. Mm. So it, you're, it works on the psychological end and just as a temperance de- a deal. Like yeah. You're never allowing yourself to get into addiction far enough that you can't get out of it. Interesting. I wonder where I fall on that with, with coffee. With caffeine. Uh, caffeine is among the... I, want, I don't want to say easier ones to get rid of, uh-huh. but it, it's never as severe of an addiction as, as opposed as, to yeah, yeah. anything else. No. Yeah. Because that's why, I mean, there was never a, a prohibition of caffeine. <laughs> right, It was right. a prohibition of alcohol. <laughs> I know, uh... Benjamin Franklin said of smoking that smoking was the easiest thing in the world for him to quit. He did it hundreds of times. <laughs> but <laughs> therein lies the rub. <laughs> hmm. How often do you smoke? Probably Could you have any... once, once or twice a week, maybe. Okay. No more have than you that. increased? Then you, do, you used to do it like once a month. I used, yeah. Right? Well, it's interesting because I'm not addicted to it, I fall out of it all the time. So okay. it's like I'll smoke like three times this week, and then the next I, I won't have smoked for an entire month. And I'll go, yeah. oh, it'd be kind of nice to have a cigar today. It's a nice day. But it's not that, oh, man, I really crave this. Yeah. It's more of like it's yeah. a pleasant feeling while you have it, and it would be nice to enjoy it. And you know, that I was actually thinking about this one or two days ago, is that um, I don't intend to ever touch – like anything tobacco wise while I'm living this life. Mm-hmm. But is there a way in which it can be redeemed in the next life in the, the new creation? Because, you know, there's something good about it. Like the, the effects of nicotine is in some way pleasing and it's a plant that God himself has created. And so like, I, I, I also think about it kind of like in the sense of like, you see a lot of smoking in, uh, like, The Lord of the Rings, for example. And so you see, like, Gandalf with his really long pipe, and every single hobbit has a pipe. Actually, yeah. I think pretty much every character has their own pipe in, the, in those books. Yeah. Um, and so I wonder if there's a way that it's, like, later on fully redeemed. You know? I, yeah. I think it—we can't say for certain, but I, I don't see an, an errant flaw in— 
inherent flaw in tobacco itself. Right. Like like what you said, it, it's a plant that got produced. It had the chemical in it, mm-hmm. and we found that it is a good stimulant. Um, I would have to imagine it's the same thing as wine. Yeah. Wine is easy to abuse in the yeah. modern sense, and yet Christ drank it, never mm-hmm. got drunk. So it's probably in our, our perfection of temperance uh, in the next life. Mm-hmm. It will probably be one of the pleasures to partake of and yeah. yet not abuse. Um, as far as that goes, I don't know where a line would draw because, like, you've got the the easier to refuse drugs, like nicotine and caffeine, right. are on the bottom level, and then you get the hard drugs, which yeah. you have them once, and there's no. Yeah, it's like, is there a redeemable form of cocaine? I don't, I don't Probably know. Like, yeah. I, we don't know unless we, we we're talking say. about like original recipe Coca Cola or no. something, but <laughs> nicotine chewing or uh, Coca Cola Coke <laughs> chewing gum. That's Ooh. cocaine chewing gum. That's it. There you <laughs> go. Yeah, but yeah, no, that's an interesting concept. I I've seen uh, I I do pipe smoking too, so mm. it's cigars and pipe smoking, and it's usually more cigars when I'm I don't have a lot of time. Yeah, but I've seen in the pipe smoking especially there there's a lot of like preparation to it and like a lot of lead up, and it's a very slow process. Yeah. You know, like you pack a, a bowl in your your pipe, and you're going to be there for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. It's a very slow feed of nicotine, but Nicotine is a deeper stimulant than caffeine. So, like, you know, you you wake up in the morning, you get your caffeine. It gets your neurons firing, but not much more. Mm-hmm. Nicotine goes a little bit farther, and it allows them to speed up over time and create connections. It's not creating connections, but it, it speeds up the connections between parts of your brain, perhaps, that wouldn't mm-hmm. connect before. And so that you, you think about thoughtful, wise people when you think about a pipe smoke. Yeah. Like and, Sherlock Holmes, or yeah, yeah. and there's yeah. an element to which that is true because mm-hmm. the more you smoke the pipe, the more it enables you to think deeper. Mm. That's probably not the right way to say it, <laughs> but your neurons yeah. are firing quicker, and so you can think better. At the same time, though, it is a drug, and so when the drug leaves your system, you have the fallout of that, yeah. so you think less quickly <laughs> for a time. Just, this is not condoning smoking, anybody that's listening to this, but it's a fascinating... Or at least recipe. the abuse of... Yeah, yeah. abuse. I like, how, I like how after you finished that, you immediately looked over at me. Because <laughs> it's like... <laughs> it was for no I'm intention. like the odd man out in this scenario. Luke <laughs> doesn't smoke. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But I do get, drink caffeine. Caffeinated yeah, beverages. I, I, mean, I, I mean, yes, I, I drink caffeine. But I drink coffee. Though. I drink pure caffeine. <laughs> I just I inject it right. Oh, you no. get right in the morning. I inject it. I'm ready for the power. day. <laughs> just see me running like Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> but like Sonic before they redesigned him. All <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 oh, the awful yeah. ones. Oh. Oh. The terrible animation. We had a podcast on that. Yeah, we did. Wow. Back when back they, in the day. Back in the day. Back that was early days. Hmm. We should probably call it quits. Yeah, we probably need to. This has gone by very quickly. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, this is a good conversation. We always warm up. It's like it's it starts kind of slow and and it gets better. Gotta get in the groove. Groovy. And and oddly enough, he's the like one of the first people who's kind of done podcasts beforehand. True. Yeah. 
So you actually kind of like anchored us during this whole time. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> during He's the We're the Gale. guest. <laughs> yeah. He's the host. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Star Wars Historians. We've <laughs> 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 been talking about Star Wars. No. Did we? I said I said unlimited well, we power. We talked about earlier. Star Wars the whole time and we just don't know. Oh. oh. See, that was the deeper theology going <laughs> on. <laughs> Explosion. Oh, no. You, can, explosion. you can relate every single thing we said that to something uh, in Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> mm. I wouldn't doubt it. Luke Probably is a, a good enough genius. <laughs> you guided the conversation. <laughs> he played us. <laughs> like a fiddle. <laughs> well, in that sense, we need to get you back on the podcast. <laughs> that, that sounds good. Yeah. No, it was really good to have you. Yeah, yeah. I was Sorry, glad. It couldn't last longer. Completely glad to do it, yeah. yeah. It was really fun. Not bad. Now you get to see our studio. Yes. Which is <laughs> our, disgusting. Uh, New York recording studio in the penthouse of uh, the Rockefeller Center. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You can just look oh. out the window over there. Oh, look. It's the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. That's the wrong location. The people don't know. The people don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. New York City, France, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. that one. Oh, I forgot it's about like that. Paris, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Uh, well, um, anything you want to say? Anything? Last words you want to throw out there? Um, ambidextrous. Good word. Good Amen. word. Yeah. So I like it, David. Uh, oh, yeah, no, no, no. Finish. Just, somebody said Dionysian today, and I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, who said that? Uh, Nathan Clark. Really? Why do you say that? Uh, <laughs> just what were you? Walking, were you there, was, there was no context. <laughs> you, just, <laughs> you just walked by him. You heard it. Like, That's the word. <laughs> the word of the day. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess, uh, David, any last words? The wing. Every time we have a guest on, they're like, what did he just what say? He, what? Always trying, like, where did that come from? Did I mishear him? What is he talking about? Every time. That's what we say at the end of the episode. That's what he says. It's his catchphrase. <laughs> it could be a we. If you no, I, already, I have my catchphrase. What's your catchphrase? Hi, welcome to Chili's. Hey! I don't say it on the podcast. I don't say it on the podcast. You literally just said that I, that was your catchphrase <laughs> you say at the end. No, he says bewing at the end because it's his catchphrase. I don't say it. I don't say anything. I just kind of cut it off. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, should cut, you should cut it off before he gets to say bewing. <laughs> All right, David, what are you going to say? <laughs> 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 but here's the real kicker he never turned it on this time oh, no! <laughs> oh don't bring back those memories I did those think are... about that like 30 minutes in I was like oh did, no did what he turn it on probably yeah, too this many. was just the trial you ready to do the real episode oh <laughs> uh, yeah cool I guess yeah, that's good we'll, we'll cut it off so yeah. uh, we'll catch y'all on the next one yeah bye everybody yeah. thanks thanks for joining drive us drive safe yeah. wear a seatbelt yeah. do more drugs no not that one Boing. Boing. <laughs> Peace. See ya. You said it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>